Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Everything's been great. This is a great transaction. Um, luckily, I got a great group of guys, a great uh, group of coaches. It's a great university to fall in. Uh, got a lot of support from everybody, and I'm just glad to be here. All right, split story of the day. It's brought to you by SoundSleep Medical. Do you snore at night? Are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? SoundSleep Medical can improve your life. Visit SoundSleepMedical.com. Manny Bowen, the transfer from Penn State, a linebacker for the University of Utah, did not report to camp yesterday and uh, is reportedly retiring from football, Gordon. That hurts the Utes, well, by the way. Yeah. When you, the timing of it isn't uh, ideal. Uh, but if it's if if he's being sincere and he just doesn't have the heart for football anymore, then uh, then I, I get it. I guess uh, only he can speak for himself in that regard, or as uh, as to what he was thinking. Yeah, it's it's tough to entirely judge these things because we don't know. I mean, we don't know what he's thinking. We don't know what he's going through. Don't know the circumstances of uh, of his personal life. I would guess. Utah isn't wild about the timing. No. That coaches are not wild about a no-show to the first day of camp. Well, he was being counted on as a contributor. There's no doubt about that. And uh, so, so, yeah, it hurts him as far as planning goes. But I, I think the program is is big enough to be able to absorb a loss like that and to, to move forward with it. Uh, I, I don't know what happened with him. I don't know if he didn't feel comfortable at Utah. I don't know if he had a run-in with a coach. I, I don't know whether he has a personal issue or whether he really just sick and tired of football and doesn't want to play anymore. But uh, something's obviously at, at play here. And so he's done. Next up, likely, will be Devin Lloyd, uh, but also Stanford transfer Sione Lund is listed behind Bowen uh, at that spot. Very highly recruited uh, prep athlete. The thing is, though, at that position, it hurts the Utes. I mean, if, if this were, say, a defensive lineman, it certainly would be easier to replace. But right now, they're, you know, they're not replacing anybody from last year on the defensive line. They're replacing both of their stud linebackers. Oh, and they were good. And they were really good, and mm-hmm. a big part of that defense. And I think a lot of people looked at Manny. Bowen and what he did do at Penn State and the caliber athlete that he was to to step in and not miss a beat. And we were talking, uh, I think it was uh, talking yesterday about are there holes that, that Utah has to worry about? We were talking about Kurt's article. And the linebacker position is one of those that you looked at and go, okay, well, there, there's some talent filling in, but we mm-hmm. haven't really seen it. Right. Francis Bernard looked good at times last year. Oh, but he's we good. But we haven't really seen it and, and those guys be the man. But you thought, okay, Manny Bowen coming from Penn State you feel pretty good. Well, now that just becomes a bigger question mark because you, you don't know. And Utah's defense is good enough around it that you know they. I, I wouldn't be too worried about Utah's defense, but th- at this particular position, that hurts a little. Right, more than it others. does hurt because oftentimes that talented off a uh, defensive front, uh, you know, clogs everything up, and then the linebackers clean it up from there. We saw the impact. Cody Barton last year, did his performance not surprise you a little? He was so freaking good. Surprised me a lot, actually, because if you looked at his first couple of years at Utah, two, three years, he was he was the, the try-hard guy, but you worried about his talent, I and saw then all of a sudden a, he's all-conference. I saw a video of him in an NFL camp. It was the Seahawks, I think. Yep. And he, he made a great play that someone had recorded and posted 
uh, in camp there. So, I mean, yeah, but obviously those guys uh, were, were, were really important to the uh, Utah defense because they do clean things up back there. And so they have to be, as the saying goes, assignment sound and uh, take care of the business. Uh, but I have a sneaking suspicion that the Utes will be able to figure it out. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this isn't a loss that takes them from a great defense to a good defense, right. but it, it does throw up a little bit more of a question mark at a spot where we weren't sure to begin with. So right. we'll we'll see how they respond. So, we'll see how these uh, other guys fill in. But, you know, Kyle Whittingham says all in or in the way. That's a big thing for him. And if he wasn't all in, he had to get out of the way. So, well, yeah, that's a good point. If that's what the saying is up there, if that's what the mantra is, the motto, then, yeah. Get out, yeah, so he's getting out of the way. So be it, you know. But uh, I, it, what position groups do you think are the biggest question? Obviously, this team has a lot of preseason hype, a lot of hope from the fan base. So right now, it seems like the questions, if there are any, are about the offensive line, the receivers, and now the linebackers. Yep, I I would totally agree. And those, are second, pretty, those are pretty important uh, areas to uh, make. But they have talent in the program. I, I believe that. And, you know, the secondary is rock solid. The front line uh, on defense is going to be terrific. Running back, no problem. Upperclassman at quarterback. Uh, I think you've got some tight ends with some potential at Utah. It's those positions that you, you point at. And I, I have faith that Coach Harding, I think, does a really good job. And I think that Utah's line is going to be okay. Maybe not one of, more, of Utah's most dominant lines in recent memory, but I think they're going to be fine. Linebackers, a little bit more questioning today, but I'm with you. I think Francis Bernard is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And Utah has been making average linebackers look good for years because of the reasons that you're talking about with the D-line. So, And you're right. That's been going on for a long, long time. And I'm not saying you said average kind of disparagingly, uh, but uh, I've seen linebackers for the Utes who performed at what seemed to be a higher level than what their talent level was. Yeah, you know, I, that's that, all I'm saying. Yeah, and that's going back 20 years. I didn't mean to disparage anybody. I think you know what I'm getting at, though. Right. We can think of a lot of examples. Well, right that's down- really kind of a compliment, actually. If you play above what people might expect you to do, then then you're doing something right, and the coaches are doing something right. Well, look at uh, look at somebody like Gianni Paul, who was a good player. Yeah, he he was recruited by Miami, but he was a little bit on the undersized, mm-hmm. a little bit undersized, and hurt by the way most of his time at Utah. And he was a bona fide candidate to be All Conference Defensive Player of the Year. In fact, a lot of people out there think he got robbed. So that's that's all I'm I'm saying is maybe good good players look great, average players look good. You know, it, it makes them look better because a lot of that work is funneled to them because of the great play in the the defensive line. That's for sure. So yeah, I you, concur with that completely. So you worry about that a little bit less. I I'm totally concerned about the receivers. I mean, I think Britton Covey's going to be fine, but I don't. That position group hadn't been right for a while now, and I'll believe that when I when I see it. But. Yeah, I guess that's when we're looking at it. But the guys who are there are pretty. I, I think they're talented. They get good. There's some speed there. I mean, I I, I think they're going to be all right. Yeah, but the thing with Utah receivers recently has been they're, they're not the best in the country. Is that what you're well, saying? Well, like the way uh, they're Amari they're put it? they're flawed because if they weren't flawed, they'd be playing somewhere else. So you, because wait a if minute, you, wait a minute. What, what does backup? You think because if you're a receiver and you come to Utah, then that's a dubious label. 
No, I think that it's not their strong point in recruiting. At times, it, they, they've they've been good, but lately, I'm talking about. Uh, look at uh, Drez Anderson. Man, that guy was a burner, and he had the body. He just wasn't consistent. Flippers, son. I mean, he 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 was dropsy Drez a little bit. You know what I'm well, talking he did about. Have- he had a couple of unfortunate drops, yeah. And I don't want to—I don't want to pick on guys per se, but I mean, Kenneth Scott had the had the frame and the size, and he really could catch. Uh, but sometimes he had trouble with separation, right? I mean, it's just—it's—it's it's one of those things where they—they they haven't found a complete stud at receiver, except for Darren Carrington, who brought another type of baggage, right? But you hear talk from people that say Brian Thompson could be really, really good. Um, I, I don't. I don't know about Tamari Simpkins. I'm not quite sure, but I do know that guys can advance from season to season. You know, once they get a little, once they get a little experience, once they get a little savvy, then they can burst on the scene. And there is always Britton Covey too, who is uh, a proven receiver. When when he's healthy, for sure. Yeah. But I, I think they need to evolve Britain's role a little bit too. Maybe not rely on him quite so much right. so he gets hit so much. Yeah. He's just not the type of player. He's not your number number one wide receiver for the reasons he's really, that we're talking really about. He's really, really good, though. He is really good. Mm-hmm. But they need something else. And they've needed that something else for a while. And I think they have the potential to be playmakers, though. You know, some guys just don't even have that potential. Okay. I hear you. I'll leave it at that so because there's really nothing p- to back it up. I can't point at anything and say, see, here's the evidence. We're waiting but, to see it. Yeah. But I just feel, haven't we been waiting for a while now? Yeah, I suppose so. But I really think that Tyler Huntley is going to be good this year. That'll help. I think he's going to make good decisions. I think he's going to put the ball where it needs to go. And, uh, you know, I mean, maybe that's a leap of faith too, but I, I think he he could really be good now that he – He's uh, immersed in what they want to get accomplished. And, you know, people say, well, Andy Ludwig's new, and uh, he's new, but he's old. He's new to Tyler Huntley, but I, I, I think it's not going to be that much different. All right, Gordon's column, which is up at sltrib.com. Gordon, you decided to write about Utah basketball today. I did. Uh, That's been in the news this week uh, with players leaving the program, additional players leaving. And we found out where Donnie Tillman was going to go play at UNLV. And so it's, yeah, so it was on my mind and I was looking through it, trying to decide what the heck's going on. Uh, that Gaskin kid uh, tr- entered the, the transfer portal this week, and uh, so he's going to be gone as well. That's six players since November that Utah has lost. Seems That's like scholarship lot. players, right? And it's at least I could I counted up sixteen. There might be more, but sixteen in the last four years. Mm. So, you know, I mean, people talk about transfers these days. It's happening more frequently and whatnot. And I looked up in the NCAA statistics in the last year. What sport do you think had the most transfers? Well, total or percentage? Total. total. Well, football, because way more uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, play per, football. I mean, percentage of total sports. Okay. All right. I would guess college basketball. Yeah, it was 29. 29.1%. Uh, but that includes... Kids who were going to JC and then transferring to four-year schools, and that's that's something that is a progression that you hope takes place. 
it was uh, from a four-year school to a four-year school, it's 14%. Hmm. And so it does happen. But at Utah under Kraskoviak, man, this is something that's uh, uh, coming in bulk right now. And there are all kinds of reasons for these things. Uh, you know, every player has a different reason for it. And so I, I would imagine maybe that uh, that Larry has uh, some explanations for individual cases, but when you count them all up, that's a lot. That's a lot. And I put in a call to Larry Kuskoviak to talk to him, and he's on vacation with his family, and uh, the, the certain uh, entities could not reach him. But I wrote this column. It was a little bit it asked questions. It asked pointed questions. You read it, Jake. I did. I thought it was good. It wasn't meant to condemn or anything like that, but it was to raise questions that I think you fans are asking. I think everyone's asking these questions right now. And so what I'm hoping happens, and I don't know if it will, but when Larry has the occasion to talk about it, I'd, I'd like to – and it's not his favorite subject, that's for sure – but I would like to provide a forum for him to answer the questions that fans are asking. I'm trying to get used to the new day and age of college basketball where the, there are so many transfers and really uh, college sports altogether, just to kind of be able to judge these types of questions for myself, because that does seem like a lot. But I was, I was kind of processing your column. I was kind of thinking on how to take this to the, to the discussion, maybe to the next level or add to it. What... What do you think the Utah basketball program isn't now where I think it should be? Yeah. You base it on history and those sorts of things. I think there's more for for Utah basketball to give. So I'm kind of asking why. Is transfers the reason why? And the the conclusion I'm I'm kind of coming to, Gordon, is where are Utah's NBA players? Why can't they get players, NBA caliber players? onto this roster, and then what do you do with those NBA-caliber players once you get them? And, and Kyle Kuzma, I realize, played under Larry Kraskoviak at, right, at Utah. Pirtle. So when they had DeLon Wright and Pirtle, Utah basketball was where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. There's no complaints. Go to the Sweet 16 with that crew, that's a, that's a good run. You had two NBA players, you get that far, good on you. That's what you should be doing with, with that type of talent. Kuzma... That's I mean, kind of a mystery, isn't it? And he was—he wasn't more effective. He's turned out to be a baller, and they didn't get to. But point being, he needs to dial up recruiting. Do we care that much if a bunch of role players transfer? Does it really matter that much? Where's the top end talent that's going to take Utah where they need to go? L- look back to uh, Rick Majerus's teams, and there was what two, three, four guys, NBA guys at a time on those teams. Uh, that's a bit of a stretch, but on their on their finals team in the year before, well, I don't they think had so. they had some terrific players. Obviously, Andre Miller and Keith Van and Horn, Keith Mike Van, Mike course. Doliak, Britton yeah. Johnson, Hano yeah. Metella. Yeah, all those guys went to the league. And I'm not even saying you have to be a. But that was the best team in in Ute history, I think. Fair and enough, but then you look to you know look at the later years with Majerus. Uh, Bogut uh, ended up going to the NBA. And then Pirtle and, and Wright are certainly good examples. So where where is that talent that Utah's been able to get in the past that Larry lately has not been able to get? He's well, got to get there, NBA guys. There are uh, certain answers to that that uh, may or may not be correct. At least they're candidates to be answers. 
uh, at a program like Utah, you would, it's an established program. It's a proud program. You think they'd be able to get certain players in there that would get them to the Sweet 16, get them like you were talking about to a certain level. But times have changed now. And Larry's kind of an old school guy. And he's sort of a no nonsense guy, and he can be uh, he can be rough around the edges. There's no doubt about that, and that's not for everybody. But and, was, and sometimes it's not for players who think that they're going to be okay with it, but they're not. I I think Larry needs to change it up a little bit. I think he needs to to change with the times, but. When a player comes in, and there are all kinds of reasons. I mean, a guy might come in and might not like Larry, so he decides, ah, I don't like this guy. He might come in and not be getting the opportunity he thinks he deserves. He might come in and have a personal reason to, you know, a sick mom or something he wants to be near. There are all kinds of different reasons, but but the, the things about attitude and athleticism, that's where Larry, as the head coach who's making well in excess of $3 million a year, that's where he needs to be able to read and recognize recognize the situation, find the talented players who can be top-level type players, judge accordingly, and recruit those guys. And if you fail to get those guys, then you can't get them. Okay, then then you failed in that regard. But the attitude and all that, it's tough. I know that. But you've got to be able to, to understand who the players are that you're recruiting. And if a guy doesn't can't withstand a certain toughness factor or a harsh coach, then he shouldn't play for Larry. He should go somewhere else. And so that's something that Larry needs to recognize in the recruiting process. I I agree with all of that, one hundred percent. I agree, and and the problems are his, and he needs to to fix them. But was Donnie Tillman taking them where they want to go? Uh. Didn't he have that game where he had like 31, 32 points? He was very, he was inconsistent. He's a nice player, but was he getting them to where they want to go? Is he getting them to? Is he, is he taking them to a Sweet Sixteen? Well, that's the thing about coaching in 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 college. It's up to the coach to get the kind of recruits that will take you where you want to go. Right, but if you lose recruits or aren't getting you there, then does you've it, made does it really matter? <laughs> well, you got to pick the right athletes. You got to pick the right attitude. I agree with that, one hundred percent. And that's uh, that responsibility falls at his feet. But I don't know if any of these guys were the right athlete. I mean, Jace Johnson was a nice player, and and that one probably hurts a little bit. But I mean, may not have been as quite as good as you thought he was. Right. I mean, were any of these guys that he lost guys? Or were any of them Delon Wright? I don't think so. I don't either. Or Eddie from Jakob Pertl. So when you are one of the highest paid coaches around, is it now incumbent upon you to get these guys? Because you're being paid as though you can. Uh, how tolerant is my school with me cheating? <laughs> Good question. How, how liberal are they with the, so the it, rules? So it comes back around to, in order to win, you have to cheat. I, I don't know about have to, but he's got to find a way to get NBA players into his program. When See, Utah has is, NBA players, this, they, they, they're really good. When they don't, the they con- struggle. This is where the conversation goes haywire. Yep. Because what are we supposed to do? Hey, Larry, you're not getting the players you should. And Larry's over there, well, I don't have the budget for it. I'm not willing to compromise to 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 get that. If that's what's holding him back, then I have no problem with him being held back. What I do have a problem with maybe is the fact that he's making three and a half million dollars a year. 
because the fan doesn't care if you're. I mean, I mean, I don't think the fan care. All they care about is winning, baby. That's what they care about. And but if that is the case, if you have to cheat to win in college basketball, then what the hell are we doing with this whole thing? I think that's a question a lot of us have been asking ourselves. Yeah. So i I thought your I thought your column was really good, and it's something that I think Larry himself has to has to maybe look internally to identify better with players or whatever he's got to do. But they got to get some top end talent up there on the hill. You think I should have included a line about cheating? I didn't get into that. Well, do you have to cheat to win? That's something I really didn't consider in this. Well, I, when reading your column, I was in, I, I'm just thinking to myself, why isn't Utah basketball where we expect it to be? And I don't know if the Especially reason— Especially since it was there not uh, a while not ago. Not that long ago. And it's not there now. And I don't know. In my mind, the reason is and he's chasing off a bunch of average players. In my mind, the reason is he hasn't been able to land the good ones. And the ones he does land, Kyle Kuzma, he didn't really do much with. into what they should be. So, but you can point the finger back at Larry in all those scenarios. Correct. Yeah, one hundred percent. The one thing you can't point the finger at him in any disparaging way would be if he has to cheat to win. Well, the program isn't on probation. There's no open NCAA investigation. Was there what happened with the Kuzma thing? Wasn't there something there? Yeah, but the university wasn't involved. The I was an agent. It was an agent. Well, actually, I think it was a runner, but yeah. Yeah, we get it. It's the way it is. And I don't know who knew about what, but I don't think Utah themselves was implicated. All right, more next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.